Good morning, this is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And we're going to be beginning on page 109 um, in the Ken Gurley's The Book on Prayer that we've been working on. Um, now, most of the times when I do podcasts and book reviews, um, I will have read the book. And as I read the book, I would be taking notes. And then I usually do my podcast from my notes and then ad lib and, you know, tell things that uh, affected my life or what impacted how my life. But this book here, if you've been following me, then you already know. But if you haven't been, let me tell you, you need to go back and find all the different podcasts on the book on prayer and um, catch up. Um, and today we are starting week two, what they, what he has labeled in his book as week two, seven days of devotions, prayers, empowerment. Now, I usually try to do several pages out of each day so we don't get through the whole, whole devotionals. So, I guess actually it'd be on page 111 where I start reading. Week 2, day 8. When we pray, say. She only knew two prayers. Her story was told by Pastor H.B. Charles. Each Sunday, the woman showed up for church with the same sim simple prayer. Oh, Lord, she prayed. Thank you, Jesus. Week after week, she said this. So prevalent was the prayer, children in the church would imitate her saying it. Over time, when she opened her mouth to say the same prayer, the children would begin laughing. Someone finally asked her, why do you say the same little prayer? Well, she responded, I'm just combining the only two prayers I know. My daughter and I live in a dangerous neighborhood. Occasionally, the violence will be so bad that my daughter and I have to hide on the floor to keep from being hit by stray bullets. In that desperate state, all I know how to cry out is, Oh, Lord. When I wake up in the morning and see we're okay, I say, Thank you, Jesus. When I got to take my baby to the bus stop and she gets on that bus and I don't know what's going to happen to her while she's away, I cry, Oh, Lord. Then when 3 p.m. comes and that bus arrives and my baby is safe, I say, Thank you, Jesus. These are the only two prayers I know. So when I get to church and God has been good, I just put my two prayers together. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. This may be repetitious, yet any prayer spoken sincerely and in faith will garner heaven's attention. Page 112. Jesus gave us some additional words to speak. When we turn to the Sermon on the Mount, we find the familiar words Jesus shared. Matthew 6, 9-13 in the King James Version. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It is generally called the Lord's Prayer, not the prayer of Moses, not the prayer of Hezekiah, not the prayer of Jabez. It is the Lord's Prayer. Twice in the Gospels do we find Jesus sharing this prayer with his followers. In Luke 11 and Matthew 6, Luke, the Gospel to the Stranger, contains an abbreviated version. Matthew, the Gospel to the Jews, contains the fuller and what has become the more traditional version of the Lord's Prayer. I like the Lord's introduction to the prayer in Luke. When you pray, say. That's in Luke eleven two. 
with exacting instructions, Jesus arranged his followers' prayers with both words and patterns to follow. These prayers were not necessarily repeated again and again. Still, each segment provides the necessary rungs on the prayer's ladder to heaven. Early believers seem to have prayed this or something akin to this at least three times a day, morning, noon, and evening. Outside of the salutations at the opening and closing, there are only two divisions in this prayer. The first focuses on God and has three components. The second focuses on our needs, it too having three parts. The open salutation, Our Father which art in heaven. Using the word Father for God was not all that common in the Old Testament. By my count, it was only used 14 times as a title or a description for God. What seems oblique in the Old Testament becomes evident in the New Testament. Jesus clearly instructs us to pray to and view God as our Father. The word for Father in Greek is pater, P-A-T-E-R, from which we get words like paternal, patriarchy, and the like. Praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus added the Aramaic, 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 Aramaic word Abba to this expression, Abba, Father, in Mark fourteen thirty six. Jesus always preferred, oh, not preferred. <laughs> Jesus always prefaced his prayers with Father, except on one occasion. The single exception is when Jesus was on the cross and he was obviously reciting the prayer from a Messianic Psalm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which was Psalms 22 and 1. The same one who said to Philip, When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Pray to the Father. John fourteen nine. We forget Jesus was both fully human and divine. As a human, Jesus offered prayers. As divine, he received prayers. For you and me, his prayer life became the model and example for us. If he prayed in such a manner, shouldn't we? When we call on our Heavenly Father, we admit we are only children in need of his assistance. The dethronement of pride and arrogance takes place. We voluntarily relinquish control and place ourselves under his authority. Jesus understood the source of strength. His flesh, sinless though it was, was not the source of his power. His strength came not through human might, but divine power. His strength, our Father which art in heaven, we too should know where our help comes from. That was page 113. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this little bit of our um, reading. Um, Follow with me again tomorrow. Tell your friends, share this podcast, and um, I hope you learned a lot. God bless you. Bye-bye.